You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. What's going on, everybody? It is that time of year again. Time for Locked On Crossovers here on Crossover Thursday across Locked On Podcast Network. Today, you've got the host, illustrious host of Locked On Packers and Locked On Today, Peter Bukowski. You can follow him on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Myself, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson. Nola on Twitter, host of Locked On Saints. We're here to preview the New Orleans Saints kind of hosting the Green Bay Packers in Jacksonville. It's a little bit of a weird situation, but it's one that's completely understandable. Uh, We're going to talk about key matchups. We're going to talk about the biggest stories for both of these teams. And of course, we'll also make our predictions and picks based on some betonline.ag odds at the end of this episode. If you're just now tuning in, don't forget to also check out the Ultimate Season Preview by searching Ultimate Season Preview 2021 wherever you get your podcast. Peter, let's dive into the biggest stories for these teams heading in. First of all, it's very good to see you. How are you? It's good to see you as well. It is it is a very weird situation because not only are we not in New Orleans, but the Packers are probably going to wear their green jerseys. They're going to wear their home greens right. in Jacksonville because it's going to be very warm, uh, and uh, it's going to it's a it's a weird situation. But I'm I'm sure, like you, just excited that we have football back. The idea of football coming back is a bit of a a solace for everybody. So here we are getting to preview this week one matchup with both of these teams. So let's start off with the biggest story for the Green Bay Packers. What would you say is the biggest storyline going into this game? I think right now it's it's how does the offensive line look? We found out David Bakhtiari is going to be out for at least the first the first six weeks um, it, it, on, on PUP. Mm-hmm. Um, Elton Jenkins, they feel really comfortable with Elton Jenkins sliding in at left tackle. I think Packer fans should feel very comfortable about him sliding in. Um, at left tackle, but he's got to go up against Cam Jordan and Marcus Davenport and, and Davenport looked like a, an absolute man among boys in the preseason did, did some, some like NSFW things to some <laughs> offensive linemen in the preseason. And so this is going to be a big test because not only are they sliding Elton Jenkins over, um, but you've got Josh Myers, the rookie center starting at um, for Corey Lindsley. And then you've got Royce Newman a day three rookie Packers and day three rookie offensive linemen or just day three offensive linemen in general. They have just a bonkers track record with these guys. And Royce Newman came on, came in and won the job from Lucas Patrick, um, who was the starter at right guard last year, who was solid. It wasn't like he came in and took the job from some scrub. Like Lucas Patrick was solid. The Packers extended him. He had been a backup and a utility guy. They extended him and he was Solid, like I said, in 2020, Royce Newman came in and won the job outright. Lucas Patrick is going to start at left guard in this game. So a lot of changes from last year when they had, you know, arguably the best offensive line in football. Um, and they're going up against a pass rush that can really get after you. Uh, when you're when you're looking at the Saints, I assume the biggest question mark is what's going on at quarterback. I mean, is there anything else that even comes close right now? Well, the good news is that there's no longer a quarterback. I mean, no, excuse me, not, not no longer a quarterback, no longer a question mark because well, it's it's going to be Jameis to stop it. It's going to be Jameis. <laughs> don't be mad because they took Taysom Hill from the If it's, if it's Taysom Hill, there may no longer be a quarterback. <laughs> don't, be, don't be mad because they took him from the Packers. Don't be mad. <laughs> uh, no, but I think that, you know, there's no longer a question mark, right, which is great. They know who this guy is going to be. It's going to be Jameis Winston under center for the New Orleans Saints. The big question mark around it is going to be now what does this offense look like transitioning from the uh, uh, an end of career Drew Brees to this Jameis Winston that's looking to possibly resurrect his career. 
with Sean Payton and in New Orleans. That's going to be the biggest thing to really pay attention to in all of this. And obviously, there's going to be some key matchups that we'll talk about over on the defensive side for the team as well, that we'll talk about a little bit later. But I mean, the big thing is going to be, what does Jameis Winston look like? Are they able to curve the turnovers? Do they put a system around him that keeps him from having to take those risks? Have they done enough to make him you know, risk averse as opposed to the risk it or biscuit type of system that he was a part of uh, for with with the with the uh, Buccaneers, excuse me, and his last run with them. So, yeah, I mean, the biggest question mark is around the quarterback that, position Ross? for sure. Like, Take away is, the risk. It. Yeah, this is a question that that, you know, I think the Packers are having to, to deal with with Jordan Love as well. It's like for part sure. of what makes a guy like Jordan Love and a guy like Jameis Winston, not that I necessarily want to make a one to one comparison there is the fact that they think they can make every throw. And yeah, their, I, their willingness to say, I'm going to sling this is why he led the league in touchdowns a few right. years ago. So like that Goldilocks zone, it's not easy to find, I don't know. No, it's, it's not. And that's, that's going to be the key thing because you can miss it going either way, right? You can end right. up being too conservative or you can end up being too risky. And so that's going to be what to watch for, I think, in the early goings of the season because I don't expect this offense to immediately come out and say, okay, we've completely changed the way that the New Orleans Saints look at playing football on the offensive side of the ball, right? It's going to take time to sort of figure out where they're willing to take these risks and figure out how they can get within that Goldilocks zone. So I expect very much still a conservative offense here to begin uh, the, the 2021 season up against Green Bay. They're going to want to control the clock. They're going to want to lean on Alvin Kamara, who had a huge game the last time these two teams met. I think you'll see them don't continue to do me. that. I have to. I have to. I don't have a choice. It's my job. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do think that that's going to be a big part of it. But I think that the the question about are, do you want to pull back too far is one that's going to take several games to answer while in the first week. Yeah, I think you do. I think you do pull back a little bit further than you intend to as things get into rhythm for this team. What's so interesting about that, Ross, is I was I was on the show yesterday talking about the things in week one that that you can't plan for because there's going to be a lot of unscouted stuff for both sides. There's no mm-hmm. film to look at for the Packers defense to say, this is what a Jameis Winston, New Orleans Saints offense looks like. Right. And when you look at their depth chart at receiver, I mean, I was going to say, have you looked at it lately? I'm sure you have. <laughs> it's uh, been a couple of days. I mean, is Taysom Hill like the second or third best receiver on this team? I don't I mean, right now. I don't know. And so the best way to me, if you want to, try and outscore the Packers, for example, to me is to create some variance. Let's mm-hmm. just heave it down the field. Like, let's go, you know, hand it to Alvin Kamara 25 times. And then when we're throwing play action and let's take our shots, because that seems like the best way to try and because you're probably not five, six times going to go 10 plays, 80 yards, not with no. this group of skill position players in their first game with Jameis Winston. It's just probably not going to happen, right? Yeah, not not if you're leaning on the passing game. No, if you're leaning on the run game, right. then maybe, maybe you is. know you get a couple more of those. I wouldn't say five or six, maybe three or four, though. But I do think that there is something to be said about what this wide receiving core for the New Orleans Saints can do, which is that they can pick you up tough yards. All all of these, basically the top two guys, Marquez Callaway and Traquan Smith, headed into this matchup, are guys that can pick up tough yards over a congested middle of the field. I expect that the Saints will attack the middle of the field. And every now and then they'll take a shot downfield, but it's going to be very calculatory. It's going to be very much calculated in terms of how it is that they do take those risks and try to take the top off of the offense. And some of it has to do with how do they manage on the defensive side, Aaron Rodgers. They have to continue to throw themselves back into the game, or they're going to be in a situation where they get the opportunity to dictate what the rhythm of the game is. 
Yeah. And, and, uh, it, it took all of my, my energy not to say giggity after you said, take the top off. Cause we're talking about new Orleans after all, but I didn't say it. <laughs> speaking say of giggity, it. speaking of giggity though, I didn't say it. giggity. it's okay. We are going to giggity for a moment. We are going to say giggity for a moment because as we continue on, we are going to jump to key matchups here in a little bit, but the ambassador himself of manscaped is here. Peter Bukowski. Uh, tell us a little bit about our good friends over at manscaped, my friend. Well, our friends at Manscaped have a can't miss bet for you and our listeners today. The leaders in male grooming just launched their fourth generation performance package. I have true story. The first three generations, the betting odds are in your favor when you use the lawnmower 4.0 across the board. This is the package to get you in the mood for whatever your gambling art desires. Ready to take the leap to male grooming royalty. Two million men already have, including me. Join the Manscaped movement by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code locked on. It is fine to gamble on football. You do not want to gamble with your grooming, especially when we're talking about certain kinds of grooming. You know what I'm talking about. It's great. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code locked on at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code locked on at manscaped.com. Guys, don't gamble on shaving your balls with the wrong tools. Choose Manscaped and your balls will thank you. So as we, as we look forward here to some of the, the individual matchups, Ross, um, there are, I, I think, a couple on each side of the ball that, that we want to highlight. Uh, as you look at this Packers team, are there places where you're either going, all right, uh, we're going to have to buckle our chin straps today or places where you're going, okay. That, that is a place where I think the Saints can take advantage. What, what, what is the first one that leaps out to you? Uh, let's talk about where I think they need to buckle the chin straps a little bit to where I'm like in for ready for a bumpy ride here for a moment. <laughs> uh, it's going to be the second level for the New Orleans Saints. Demario Davis, fantastic. We know that he's fantastic. But right. he was also on the field against Green Bay last year, and there were some issues over in the second level. Now, a lot of those had to do with Alex Anzalone, who's now with the... Uh, uh, many Packers fans will remember the beloved uh, Detroit Lions and everything mm-hmm. that's going on in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now a it's either biting. a lot of kneecap biting over there. Be careful in the city of Detroit. Dan Campbell's coming for you. But when it comes down to who it is that's going to be lining up next to Demario, actually, yes, Demario Davis, uh, that's where the big question mark is here. And is it going to be Quan Alexander, who just recently changed his number to five, by the way, shout out number freedom, uh, but also love it. And uh, or is it going to be second year guy, Zach Bond, who's coming in and had a fantastic preseason. And the big thing to watch here are these second level linebackers that are going to be defending the pre-snap motion, post-snap motion, creeping behind the line of scrimmage after the snap when it comes to Green Bay. And of course, the dreaded boot action, which the Saints suffered with so much against Green Bay last year. Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers, such a virtuoso when it comes to the improvisation that comes into that type of a play call. Are they going to be able to hold their own? And keep those big plays from developing while Aaron Rodgers is moving around. That's the big kind of like buckle up your chin strap for me. Yeah. And can they, can they hold their water on, on the play action stuff? Cause you mentioned mm-hmm. the boots, you know, they're good. The Packers are excellent at the hard play action, show it. And then Rodgers is, is pulling the ball back and you have those, oh shit moments as linebackers where you're like, <laughs> all right, we got to get back in our spots. The, the saints also, interestingly, they played a lot of man coverage last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't know that they're going to be able to play as much man coverage this year with those questions at linebacker. I mean, if Juan can can run, you're you're kind of fine with him running with most tight ends, right? Because athletically, either he or Demario Davis, they're just so incredible athletically. Plus, they drafted um, Pete Warner in the second round, Mm -hmm. someone who 
Um, you know, I, I, I think they like as well. Plus Zach Bond, who you mentioned, former Badger. Former Badger. That, that has to be noted as well. Um, but the Packers were able to get the Saints on some play action stuff uh, and, and create some big plays. Um, in fact, they wrote about yeah. it for The Leap, which is um, the, the newsletter that we have covering the Packers on those Fantastic quarter beaters. Stuff, by the way. Thank you. And, and both teams are going to attack in similar ways, I think, because both teams are going to play plenty of quarters, a lot of the, the too high safety shell stuff. Yep. I'm thinking about the other way around, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at the Packers' secondary receivers, because we assume it's going to be Lattimore and Devontae for a lot of the day. Yeah. And that is, I mean, that is worth the price of admission right there. I mean, those 100%. two guys um, at, at the tops of their games and Lattimore are going to want to be physical. I mean, him and Mike Evans, every time those guys play, <laughs> oh. it is on. And I, is, is Lattimore going to be able to get his hands on Devontae? We'll see. That's going to be really fun to watch. But I'm looking more at that second cornerback spot mm-hmm. because, you know, a lot like with the receivers, it's like, OK, it's Ken Crawley. And then who's after that? You know, they made the trade for Bradley Roby, but he's not going to be available for week right. one. The fact that they felt they needed to go out this close to the game and make a trade like that, it worries me a little bit, Ross, from, from that perspective. So that cornerback two spot, you know, who, who's going to be that second outside corner? Yeah, I think it's going to be, I, I'll tell you, I think it's either going to be Ken Crawley if he's healthy. He did not participate in practice on Wednesday because of a hamstring issue. Definitely don't like that going into the first yeah, game of ideal. the season. Not ideal. Uh, they also just signed off the street. Uh, Desmond Trufant, former Atlanta Falcon, could see him maybe get in there, but that's only one week of prep. So maybe it's rookie Paulson Adebo. And I got to tell you, if confidence was one of the things that was a big concern for the New Orleans Saints around Paulson Adebo, putting him up against future Hall of Famer Aaron Rodgers, probably not the best way to preserve his confidence <laughs> going into uh, his rookie season. Is there anything in particular that you're concerned about from the New Orleans Saints side when it comes to any of those matchups from the Green Bay Packers perspective? Um, I, I mean, we talked about the offensive line, so I think that's mm-hmm. for me, that's the big one. Um, if we're going to go the other the other side of the ball, just so we're not talking about the same stuff over and over, um, I, I'm also curious to see how the Packers play Alvin Kamara. Because mm-hmm. they, I, they're not going to play a lot of man. But what the Packers did the first time is, and they've done this over the years, Dom Capers did it a little bit, and Mike Patton has done it. They're just like, all right, we're just going to play our nickel and dime against this guy. We're going to let him run. And we are, we are going to use safeties on him in coverage. Mm-hmm. Like linebackers traditionally for the Packers, and we'll see, because Joe Barry is playing more traditional nickel with two linebackers. He takes a defensive lineman off the field. Um how are they going to try and defend Kamara in the open field? I mean, he's still going to catch them in zone plenty and, and just have, it's going to be him versus open space because that's what he does. Yeah. But I'm interested to see how, how often can, can Sean Payton scheme up opportunities for Kamara to make plays, not just in the screen game, but down the field. I mean, he's such a good receiver, you know, on, on um, angle routes and even split out wide. I mean, they, I, I don't remember uh, what game it was, but they like, I, I watched them run a fade yeah. to him once and it was just mm-hmm. like, this is he's not that's not a running back thing to do. Um, he, he, ran, he ran a little corner from the slot to score a touchdown. I think his rookie season and we were just all going like, who is this guy? Yep. Um, and, and so those those are the things that I think really scare me. It's not the run defense that I, that I would be worried about. If you go mm-hmm. back and look at what Kamara did to the Packers last year. Yeah, he did some things on the ground. But with Michael Thomas out, he was their most dynamic pass catcher as well. Yeah, had that screen where I think he broke a tackle from every guy on the Packers defense. And then some people ran off the sidelines and he broke their <laughs> tackles too. It was a weird thing. I don't know how the NFL allowed them to do that, but it's a like, that kind of stuff. Good call. Um, 
that kind of stuff I think is scary for the Packers. Those are the things that over the last couple of years have given them a lot of trouble. Yeah. Um, it, it, when you're looking at this, this Packers offense, I think that's probably where you're, you're like, okay, this is, this is a little scary, Yeah. but defensively, are there things with this Packers offense where you, or Packers defense, excuse me, where offensively you're going, okay, this is something that I'm, that I'm going to keep my eye on. Yeah. It's funny. And, and it's going to be a relatively short answer here, but I have less question marks about that relationship with the New Orleans Saints offense versus the Green Bay defense because of Green Bay's defense. Most of my question marks come down to what will the New Orleans Saints offense look like, mm-hmm. much like the conversation that we had earlier. Are you able to curve those turnovers, go with the risk averse, but still be able to take some of those shots downfield? So I'm not too, I, I find it's not that I don't think that Green Bay's defense is good because clearly they have some of the best secondary like players in the secondary across this, across this entire league. But I really have the most major question marks in that area when it comes to the Saints offense instead. Yeah. And, and I, I think just what it's going to look like, not even mm-hmm. just matchups, like it's not a matchup, right? It's just right. A, like, what are we going to see? What are they going to yeah. look like? Is it going to be it's, 2011 bombs away? Like, right. let's throw to, to like, they don't have Jimmy Graham, but like, how are they going to deploy? Um, you know, they're, they're tight ends right. because they don't have the same sort of tight end depth that they've had in years past. I mean, it's Adam Troutman and yeah. right. And, and basically your other pass and catching tight end, right. You basically, your other pass catching tight ends are Juwan Johnson, who just moved from wide receiver to tight end looked fantastic mm-hmm. in the preseason, but is that going to translate to the regular season? Always a question. And then of course, Taysom Hill, he's your other, he's your other pass catcher, right? Outside of those guys. Now it looks like Deontay Harris is going to be available. If that is the case, there was some suspicion that he might be suspended at the beginning of the season because of a DUI arrest over the course of the offseason. But obviously, these things take a very long time. Legal processes to work its way through all of that. So I do think that it gives you another dynamic weapon on the offensive side. And the Saints will certainly game plan for Deontay Harris. And I expect him to be a major contributor, especially if he's able to flip field position, end up returning kicks to the point to where they're starting from the 40, 50 yard line. That would be a huge benefit. For New Orleans teams traditionally been a mess and was a mess again in the preseason. Yeah. And that could very well be one of the bigger pieces, even on the special team side that could end up pushing this game one way or another. No home crowd uh, advantage, no home field advantage. We'll see what the actual stadium makeup looks like in terms of Saints fans, Jaguars fans, excuse me, Saints fans, Packers fans and Jaguars fans that are just coming because they're in the city and there's football to be played. Like there's so many different ways that this all can go. Uh, but certainly all of that will be a part of it. Next up, we'll talk about what a win for the Packers looks like, what a win for the Saints looks like. We'll make our picks. We'll talk about betonline.ag's lines as well as we continue on with this Locked On a crossover. Peter Bukowski, Ross Jackson, Locked On Packers, Locked On Saints. Big game this weekend. And speaking of Bet Online, I want to talk to you about our good friends over at betonline.ag who have a ton going on over at the website. Because look, I think the only way to really talk about betonline.ag is to just say, they don't stop, right? Can't stop it. Can't stop. Won't stop. That is exactly what betonline.ag is all about. They have a half million dollar uh, mega contest that's going on, a $200,000 survivor pool you can get in on. And of course, today with the kickoff today, that feels so good to say, between the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you want to get in on that. You can use the promo code NFL100 as a new customer. And even if you lose a wager on that game, you can get it back up to $25. And of course, you can get in on everything that's going on around this Green Bay Packers and New Orleans Saints game. So go and check them out. BetOnline.ag. Don't forget, they're also giving a 100% welcome bonus for new subscribers, new customers as well. It's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And Peter, I don't know about you. I feel like I know a lot more about male grooming 
than I know about vehicles and cars and working with stuff. I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. Big same. And so I've been very grateful for our friends over at rockauto.com as well. Rockauto.com, making sure that you have all the parts, pieces, accessories, whatever it is that you need for any of your vehicles, whether it's a Dodge or a Daewoo, a Ford or a Fiat, doesn't matter. They've got you taken care of. And you're getting the same, you like that? And you're getting the same parts that you can get from over at the chain stores around the corner, but you don't have to deal with the, you know, the the guy that's sitting there, he's typing it in. He goes back, disappears for 20 minutes just to come back and tell you he can get you the part on back order in two weeks. You ain't got to worry about all that. Do it all from the comfort of your own home at rockauto.com with their easy to navigate catalog. And don't forget that Rock Auto is also a family business that has been helping auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go and show them some support at rockauto.com. And don't forget to write locked on in the how'd you hear about us section. It is Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Peter, as we wrap up this episode, our first locked on crossover here for our shows, uh, when it comes down to it, the line over at betonline.ag right now has the Green Bay Packers at plus four and a half, favorite Mm -hmm. four and a half. Mm -hmm. So before we do our predictions, if the Green Bay Packers were to win this game, what does a win look like for that team? I I think the offensive line uh, doesn't take any, any major steps back. Mm-hmm. And the defense doesn't explode. I mean, I, the defense wasn't great last year, but this was the number one offense in the league. I don't think we have any reason to suspect it's going to be significantly worse. They upgraded the skill positions. They bring in Randall Cobb. They draft Amari Rogers. Josiah DeGuar, their third round pick last year, a tight end who they love is coming back. And I think they're going to score points. Um, the Saints defense is solid, um, but they have they have some very clearly defined weaknesses that I think Green Bay is going to be able to exploit. So they're going to score points so long as the the, the Packers defense does not let Alvin Kamara go full Dalvin Cook last year when he scored. <laughs> I, I I think he just scored again at Lambeau Field in the in the uh, driving wins of that game. That was a bizarre game for a lot of reasons. As long as they don't let Alvin Kamara single handedly beat them defensively. And I, I don't see that happening, honestly. Um, I, I think they're able to get a win. What I think is interesting, though, is that line um, was three mm-hmm. when it was at the Superdome, right? And then yep. it moves to four, three and a half, depending on where you looked. I think sure. Bet Online had it at three. And then it goes to four, four and a half. It's moved a little sort of back and forth, four, mm-hmm. four and a half. That, that, is a, that is weird to me because... Uh, it says that if you think if the game was at the Superdome, then you think the Packers were close to a touchdown better, mm-hmm. right? Plus right. the Superdome. And now it's in Jacksonville and it's only four and a half. It seems like, frankly, it seems like if at a neutral site, because this game is probably going to be 60% Packer fans. Oh, I, I think it should be Y'all closer. That challenge. I think it should be closer to six. Not that I think the Packers are necessarily six points better than the Saints, but based on what, it, what the line was in New Orleans, right. like it just seems like it should be five. Five mm-hmm. and a half. So I the, the prediction I gave on a different show earlier this week was like 30 to 24. Mm-hmm. And I, right now, as we stand here, I think that's that is a good prediction. I think the Packers win. I think the Packers cover. But I do think it's one of those games where in a way, sort of like last the last year's contest where it's like the Packers are winning and they should be winning. But like it's still close. Like what is going on? I think it's going to be that kind of game because yeah. Sean Payton is a good enough coach. He can muck it up enough. Same with Dennis Allen. Mm-hmm. When you have competent coaching, you're just always going to be in these games. And unless Jameis Winston just like pees all the way down his leg, all the way, I think I think the Saints are going to be in this game. 
I just think the Packers are, are better. Yeah. Really understandable. Really understandable. For me, a, a win for the New Orleans Saints uh, requires a couple of different ingredients, if you will. Obviously, limiting the turnovers. We saw the Saints open up the preseason with six turnovers. Now, some of that had to do with people that will never touch the ball in the Latavius Murray, not on the team anymore. Ian Book, not throwing. Uh, Taysom Hill, probably not throwing. So I think that in all of these, you know, you can't really look at it and say, oh, they're going to bring over six turnovers in the preseason. I'm not saying that, but that is a team that is completely antithetical to what this team wants to be. So if they end up being antithetical to themselves in this situation, they will lose this game. So I do think that turnovers have to be limited, but they also have to be able to generate them over on the defensive side as well. Something that was a big focus for them last year, particularly taking things away in the passing game with interceptions. That has to be a, a big piece to what they're able to provide. The wide receiver two cornerback two matchup is going to be one that's going to be really, really, really important to me in terms of that ability, because even if Marshawn Lattimore does have a good day against Devontae Adams, are you really able to limit all of the other weapons that this team has to offer, including Aaron Jones, who is a viable and very, very important receiving threat out of the backfield, just like he is a very good running back as well. One of the most underrated, in my opinion. Now, when it comes down to the offensive side for the Saints, I think 150 total yards from uh, Alvin Kamara, which should be something that you can't really say about a running back often, but you can say all the time when it comes to uh, when it comes to Alvin right. Kamara, it's not something you're like over baking at all in that way. No. So I think that that becomes a big part of it. And of course, limiting the turnovers and getting a couple of these big touchdowns, these big quick strikes over on the offensive side, which we haven't seen from the Saints offense very much. Those are going to be important. Are they going to be able to do all of that? I don't know. But if they are, that's what a win could look like for the New Orleans Saints if they're able to limit Aaron Rodgers and the offensive attack for Green Bay. That, to me, becomes the biggest question mark out of all of this, even beyond the Jameis Winston situation. Because if they're not able to limit the offense, you put Jameis Winston in a situation where he has to play hero ball, and nobody wants that, including Jameis Winston, who doesn't want to play that type of football moving forward anymore. Wants to be a game manager, put him in a situation that allows him to do that. When it comes to the spread as it is, I was very surprised to not see this spread get to minus six. I completely agree with you there because usually you give up home field advantage that comes with plus or minus three points, depending right. on which way that, which way that goes. Yeah, exactly. So I was very surprised to not see this get to five and a half, six-ish. So I think that the New Orleans Saints in that instance would have been able to maybe uh, upset and cover a bit, but I was very close to exactly what you're saying. You said 30 to 24. I was thinking 31-24, right around that exact same spot with uh, Green Bay walking away the winner here in week one. The New Orleans Saints overall, not great when it comes to week one matchups. And folks who listen to Locked on Saints know that I very rarely pick the New Orleans Saints to win their game one. And there's so many question marks here, including a change of environment, change of quarterback, change of major defensive pieces, and uh, nothing but continuity when it comes to, with the exception of the offensive line, when it comes to Green Bay. That becomes for me a, a big deciding factor. Yeah, and and will I, I haven't seen the odds at Bet Online, but will Chauncey Gardner Johnson incite uh, a fist fight? <laughs> is plus three fifty. I think that's the that's the right odds there. But we'll, I luckily, would take it. <laughs> uh, this is a, a potential. Also, I think you know, and, and not to go too far out here, but I think this is a potential first round playoff preview because oh, yeah. the, I think the Bucks have the best team in the NFC. If they get the one seed, we could get one of those like two seven matchups. And I think I think we could be seeing this this game again at Lambeau Field. Very different conditions, but um, it's something that you know just just keep an eye on. Uh, but I, I think I think this is going to be a fun game 
And I, I can't wait for it. And the NFL is back, Ross. Oh, I'm so happy. Damn, the NFL is back, which means <sighs> I get to be back talking to you and all of our friends at the Lockdown Podcast Network every Thursday. We do the crossovers. So Packer fans, I, I've heard from Packer fans, by the way, that they are doing reconnaissance and listening to your show. So shout out. thanks to everyone who's doing that. Go subscribe uh, to Ross's channel. Check out the work that he's doing. You can, of course, subscribe to the Locked on Packers YouTube channel, and you can find our podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, the Odyssey app, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers and Locked on Saints. We will see you and talk to you all very soon. <laughs>